Welcome to the eGovernance Academy podcast to discover the future of governance. eGovernance Academy has assisted digital transformation globally in more than 130 countries. Our experts will share their insights and worldwide examples on how digital technology could benefit every society. Tune in for the Digital Government Podcast every Wednesday. Welcome to the Digital Government Podcast. I'm Federico Plantera, sociologist, journalist, and researcher. And uh, today, again, we have Linnar Vick with us. Welcome back, Linnar. Thank you so much. So today we will be talking about ourselves, maybe it's correct to say it this way, because today's topic is uh, is focused on Estonia and understanding uh, what were the success factors, let's say, for Estonia in its own digital transformation journey. Of course, we know that there are some elements and components that we we learned, let's say, could be replicated in other countries' uh, digital transformation journeys, but uh, no journey is the same. So first of all, I would start from uh, a question that is becomes like a sort of assumption that we made in the plan for this episode, which is, did Estonia succeed in its digital transformation? Well, to put it in a very straightforward way, Estonia is the best digital society for people living in Estonia. Perfect answer. It, is, <laughs> uh, it has never been meant to be the best digital society for every man on planet Earth. It is just for the people living in Estonia. And in that respect, we have succeeded in terms of the and of uh, macro indicators around it. Well, we have been investing virtually in the lowest level per capita to achieve the highest output in terms of digital connectivity, awareness, services available, and also, most importantly, not just services available, but services used, embedded to everyday life of society. And um, the starting point of yours is is very important to memorize for everybody. Every innovation and digital transformation is a long-term innovation process taking uh, you to the kind of avenues of different spheres of society. It's a long-term process and secondly, it's unique for every country because that takes place in particular technological, economic, social cultural and regulatory environment of particular country. So despite the fact that we are talking globally about things like digital payments or digital identity or business registry or tax and customs digital services, they are still very different in different countries in terms of how they will be implemented, how are they prioritized and how they are actually being rolled out and finally how they are being used by society. I thought in the beginning you were going to paraphrase the the famous quote of democracy is not the best form of government, but it's the best we know so far. So <clears throat> so in that sense, uh, talking about, uh, I mean, having established that Estonia has succeeded in responding to the needs of Estonians uh, and doing it digitally, then what were the success factors indeed? Like, why can we say today that Estonia succeeded in its digital transformation? And this question covers both 
the enablers, like the components, let's say the uh, this is the key enablers, the core enablers, and uh, uh, also the how to say the socio-cultural background that favored the adoption of these enablers. When we're looking to any digital society, then there are three very important components: access to technology, knowledge how to use the technology, and services available to use with that technology and with your knowledge. And uh, uh, Estonia succeeded very quickly in delivering the access to services. We were lucky uh, in terms of uh, our um, time of re-independence and becoming independent from Soviet Union that there was an, one of the largest technological shifts in terms of digital technologies. We started with PC architecture, not mainframe computers, maybe some of our listeners still remember things like mainframe computers, which is architecturally a very different period compared to a PC architecture. And secondly, we started with a TCP IP, which is an internet data communication protocol. And the reason was we were so poor we did not afford to purchase actually a mainframe or X500, X250 type of data communication proprietary protocols and lay them down. And we wanted a quick results. We were not able to wait. We wanted the quick results and that new technological momentum combined them together with a local competence started to create those new services. So we had an access to a new technology uh, generation. We had an competencies which we had kind of local engineering competencies which we were able to adopt to very quickly to that new technology. And we had an immediate need to deliver a digital way of services that was recognized by government and by large extent also by a private sector. So whenever the government was speaking about the issue, pension reform or, or social security reform or healthcare reform or education reform, it was all about reforms, 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 because you needed to establish something new or even establishing a border guards between Estonian and, 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 and Russian Federation border. So there was always a small glance around the shoulder by politicians towards the engineers saying that, well, do we have a good technological solution to deliver the solution to the problem we are just now discussing? So it was very well positioned in terms of the design of the of the solutions that we had a technology next to it and nearby. And uh, your second part of the question is related to somehow the metaphors and jokes about Estonians being introvert and rather not liking to stand in the queues. Well, I don't honestly, I don't believe that anybody in the planet Earth would like to stand in the queues for the public service or any service. Not for a public service. Uh, I well, mean, for a concert, for like, I don't well, know. Well, yeah, yeah, you are waiting for, well, we have for the big 
La Liga soccer game, yeah. the, the queue of entering is a show by itself, yeah. of course. However, to register your car, well, this is not the biggest fun you can imagine on the planet Earth, even if there is a rock concert nearby. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to register my car and I have to queue yeah. 30 minutes. Yes. So there are, there are a number of uh, myths and metaphors about Estonians, why we did not uh, like to build up uh, 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 fancy government offices to stand in the queues. But that was also an inevitable understanding that public services uh, in a country that had a very low GDP after we regained our independence, that public services had three options. We stopped providing some public services, we continue providing lousy public services, or we radically reform the way how we provide the services. And the question of how became also very instrumental, and how had, in most cases, answer can, can we do it also digitally? Because there was a fundamental understanding that this is cheaper way and more efficient way of delivering a service. Hmm. Okay. But uh, the thing about Estonia is that there were these success factors and say in the beginning, because at, because at this stage of the conversation, we're talking about, uh, I don't know, f- 15 years ago, 20 years 20 ago. Years ago. Yeah, 20, 20 years plus ago. years ago. 20 yeah. plus years ago. But Estonia has managed actually also to make it uh, sustainable across time in the sense, I, personally, I'm Italian, I'm from Silva Italy. And when I moved to Estonia uh, the very first time, and uh, by now I have lived here for like about three years, and uh, it, it has always been interesting for me to see how things year by year, in any case, were changing in the um, digital governance ecosystem. So not only in the private sector, but innovation was also happening in the public sector. And at the same time, there was, let's say, no massive debate over whether this level of innovation was uh, this leapfrogging, let's say, was appropriate or not, whether it was uh, uh, we needed to, we had to trust it or not. So it was sustainable How the topic of technological and social sustainability of the process converged in Estonia? Yeah, Uh, really, the time when you arrived to Estonia, the digital society has had already the most uh, crucial debates. And, uh, and, uh, and well, now we are entering a new level of debates, Mm -hmm. debates about uh, um, algorithmic decision making, machine learning based uh, Uh, automation or ethics of uh, artificial intelligence, which is a kind of new level. And, and, and I think honestly that Estonia is ready for that debate compared to many other countries who have never had a opportunity to experience a fully digital service Uh, provision and fully digital databases was uh, quite a long time series of being available. So we, in a sense, are ready for the next level of discussions. And um, and um, there were a couple of very crucial discussions which took place, for example, in mid-1990s. And that was related to a level of centralization access to the competencies and role of private sector in development of digital society. And uh, it was 
I would say already there in mid-1990s, the core understanding that digital society is to be developed for a good, it is a vision of Estonia, and uh, it needs to be delivered in partnership with the private sector. So government and private sector need to work hand-on-hand with that. And... uh, and there were a stronger bonds than we were able to recognize. For example, the early phase of identifying yourself digitally, Estonian government started to accept the authentication services provided by internet banks. And then vice versa later on, government digital identity was equally approved and accepted by by private sector. And the way how those services are provided are, in a sense, in a mesh with private sector service providers, stakeholders, and um, and technology components, and also on public uh, services. So by mid-1990s, the vision about digital future was there. By time of uh, turn of the century, it became already an... Uh, an understandable practice by majority of public institutions and uh, their respective sectors with which they are working with by by year 2010. It was, I would say, an established digital society where we first started to ask about the the flashback and uh, or the negative consequences of digitalization, meaning that how much screen time is good, what are the consequences which if when everything is digital, and we started heavily being worried about uh, the cross-border nature and uh, our independence or interoperability or sustainability of our services in a cross-border nature. And uh, those debates took place and are still taking place. And they are, I think, quite well curated because, uh, um, for example, the way how we are debating around the ethics of AI or automation of the digital services uh, is, uh, is something which is not by closed group of uh, technology experts. But um, in Estonia, I think everybody is specialist, as also the rest of the world, in healthcare. Everybody knows how to provide a better healthcare. Everybody knows how to improve the education system. And in Estonian peculiarity, everybody is an expert how to provide better digital services. But no one knows how to coach the national football team. No, I'm sorry. Indeed. <laughs> so this is like yeah, a, a yeah. joke for an Italian to make. Like, I had to. <laughs> you had to, and you are so true. There are... <laughs> Sorry, to the, ap- we, apologies we had, to the national football team. Coach. Yeah, but, but, but we had the two national sports. One was changing the governments and second was changing the coaches of our football team. That was a kind of countrywide national sport. Because that, that, that's what we say in Italy, that everybody can like, run the government. Everybody thinks they know how to run the government and how to coach the national football team. So that's the thing. Okay, not, so the question, so it was not all 
learning by doing and at the same time it was not all the I don't know like mushrooms at some point the digital solutions were coming up with no consensus or with no debate around it because sometimes maybe this is also some like an impression that some readers or listeners from abroad might have about Estonia in the sense that uh, the Soviet Union fell and bam Estonian just uh, produced this digital leap out of nothing but there were the discussions here there were not the only discussions but it's also about the patience uh, the you, patience yes mm. you need to understand that things don't happen overnight innovation is not the container ship which is kind of delivered to your harbor and uh, and then kind of just land it to your territory plug it in and then it's voila and working it is a time consuming process which includes also testing trying failing testing trying failing delivering once again improving the service and uh, in some cases i think around almost 20 years ago now i had the first time experience when people were saying that what is a big next big thing you read my mind i was just about to ask you this question actually yeah so. and 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 it's not about next big thing it's not about estonia going to an moon and establishing a digital society on the moon or doing something uh, super, super, super extraordinary in one year time. It's about incremental improvement and services improvement every day. And once again, we are a living example that small innovations every day deliver more and mean more and make a bigger impact than one big thing over 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 short time period and that is uh, embedding the innovation culture to the organization they feel that yes i can do also something tomorrow and yes i can improve something also next week and also my advice to many other governments has been don't try to make one big thing out of your e-government rather try to ask what are the 50 innovations i want to deliver during one year what if you have 56 weeks per year then please go ahead and start making one innovation per week and try the tolerance of your society to adopt with those innovations small innovations every week communicated delivered and making impact is something to to set the, your goals for. And then the remaining six weeks, what do we do? Uh, that is, we uh, yeah, that, <laughs> we is <relax. laughs> that is the beach time. <laughs> yes, exactly. Beach time for, <clears throat> for the countries that can afford it. <laughs> it's beach time and we can, and we can talk about it now. But so basically the, for the digital transformation, uh, we, we basically outlined also just in this last, this last point that we made the digital transformation version of an apple a day let's say, of that saying. Uh, but Ninar, thanks a lot for participating in today's podcast as well. Uh, very interesting also for me to personally to know about like what about these details of, of 
it's a part of the Estonian e-story, the part of like the debating the discussions that actually happen in the society, the the public opinion indeed, and like the and all the stakeholders involved. This is like something that probably um, people in other countries like uh, may raise as an objection, like ah, but this this category of people maybe doesn't want that. This association might be against that. This party maybe does not want that. So that is a point that maybe it is raised abroad sometimes, especially uh, in. Uh, countries with a strong legacy in terms of uh, other ways of doing public administration to not eventually go or like get started with the digital transformation. But that, yeah, Estonia is an example where things, uh, discussions uh, happened. Nothing was like, you know, imposed from above, uh, from a monarch or uh, or the god of tech, let's say. And uh, And yeah. Estonia can uh, can set an example in terms of processes without meaning that other countries have to do it in exactly the same way but that there is a model let's say that can be that can work as a blueprint thanks a lot Linnar thank you once again and uh, thanks a lot to all our listeners also from Federico from myself and uh, tune in to the next episode of the Digital Government Podcast this podcast is brought to you by eGovernance Academy Tune in on next Wednesday.